Good day, poker peeps. This is Sky, and I'm coming at you this week with a very rare re-release episode. Um, Re-releasing episode number 189, which was originally published on June 2nd, 2018. The episode is called The Leak of Open Limping. And in the episode, which you're about to hear, I give you reasons why open limping is bad, and I help you to stop making that terrible leaky play that a lot of you are making. And I'm saying a lot of you because in the past month, I've had a few new people join thepokerforge.com. Seven of these people have sent me their stats and their win rates. And three out of the seven, uh, they obviously still have the leak of limping too much. Like when I just see their stats and win rates, sure, their, their, their limping win rate is negative, like negative 125, negative 118. That kind of thing. But also that gap between VPIP and PFR is so big. These players are just so passive in general. And limping is a big part of that leak. And I want them and I want all of you to stop open limping. Especially if you're at the micro stakes or low stakes. If you're a recreational player. There's so many better ways to enter the pot than limping. So that's what this episode is about. And I hope you enjoy. This is Smart Poker Study episode 189, Stopping the Leak of Open Limping. In last week's Q&A episode number 188, I answered three questions about playing online poker with software restrictions, making better bluffs, and improving your off-the-felt software usage. It's poker study time, y'all. Happy first Saturday of June, and I hope it's a good—it's a very good month for all of you. For me too, of course, because if you're listening to this um, on the day that it, it goes out on Saturday, June 2nd, uh, wish me luck in Vegas. I'm going to be there for about a week of playing uh, live tournaments, some live cash as well, uh, at various casinos around the Strip, and of course, at the WSOP at the Rio. Well, uh, no more, no more messing around. Let's get to the poker today. So I'm going to get you to stop open limping. Now, this is a leak that many players have, yet they still do it, even though they know that it's not as profitable as uh, open raising. So please visit the show notes page for everything I discussed today, along with screenshots and links at www.smartpokerstudy.com slash pod 189. Let's do this, gambate! This is damn exciting stuff. So let me start with a question here. What is the first preflop move that will definitely tell you a player at your table is weak? And of course, the answer is open limping, which if you don't know what that is, it's just calling the big blind when you're first to act preflop or it's folded around to you. Your first reaction to an open limper must be to categorize them as a weak, loose passive player. When somebody open limps, it's like telling the table, hey, I'd like to see the flop with this crappy hand, may I? If you ever open limp, and yes, I'm even talking about doing it in the small blind when it's folded around to you, this is a leak of yours. It might be a tiny leak because you do it infrequently, but it's still a leak. But the great news is that it's a simple one to fix. But before I get to fixing it, let's discuss the leak a little bit more in detail. So first, why do players decide to open limp? Oftentimes it's because they look down at their hand, they see a jack-9 suited, they see a pair of deuces, 7-6 suited, ace-deuce offsuit or like a king-seven type hand, right? Or king-seven suited type hand. And they say to themselves, wow, 
This hand has so much potential. I can flop a set. I can flop a straight. I can flop a nut flush draw. I can flop a, a straight flush draw with my 7-6 suited. I mean, they look at these hands and they see the beauty in the hands, but they know that it's not immediately a strong hand, right? It needs to hit something on the flop. So their goal is to limp in with it, and then hopefully everyone else limps in, so it only costs them a big blind. Or when they limp in, if somebody decides to iso-raise to three or four big blinds, hey, no big deal. At least I didn't open-raise and get three bet costing even more. Only three or four big blinds, hey, I'll pay that with my jack nine suited or my pocket deuces, no worries. These kinds of players, they see the beauty, they see the potential in every single hand. They know that their jack nine suited can hit miracle two pairs or straights or sets and stuff, so they want to see that flop. But here's what happens when you open limp. You really only give yourself one opportunity to win the pot. When you limp in, you're not putting any pressure on your opponents to fold. What you're actually doing instead is giving them incentive to call behind you or to raise as an isolation over your limp. So the only thing you're really hoping for when you limp in is you're just hoping to hit the flop. When an opponent raises, or when a player raises instead, sure, they have jack-9 suited, they raise, they could hit the same types of two-pair hands, straight sets, flush draws that you could hit with your jack-9 suited when you limp in, but when they make that raise, they have an additional way to win the pot, and that's with the fold equity that raising automatically gives. When you come in for a 2-bet or a 3-bet preflop, all of your opponents could just fold to you, awarding that pot to you right then and there, not even needing to see the flop. When you limp in, you need to see the flop in order to win something. And that's why limping is way less profitable than open raising, or even three betting over somebody's open raise. Now, earlier I said that limping is a leak of yours, but how do you truly know that it's a leak of yours? Well, there's two ways to know. First, let me just ask you a simple question. Do you ever open limp? If the answer is yes, then bam, it is a leak of yours. The other way to assess that this is truly a leak or not is look at your poker database. All you have to do is filter for preflop and limping first in. Now, for most of my students, when I look at that database of hands, when it's limp first in, when I filter for limp first in, they're definitely losing players, sometimes as far as negative 100 or negative even 200 big blinds per 100 hands, which is pretty darn ugly. That's a lot of money to be losing. But here's the thing. Uh, these players, or not these players, sometimes my students have a positive win rate when limping first in. It might be positive 18, positive 20, positive 3 big blinds per 100 hands which is good. They're making some money when limping, so maybe they're doing something right. But here's the thing. These same players that have a tiny positive win rate when limping in, if I filter for their two-bet preflop, you know, making that raise first in or making that isolation raise over limpers, their win rate is incredibly high. It's way more than two or three or even like 18 big blinds per 100 hands. You'll often see 30, 40, 70, even 100 big blinds per 100 hands win rate when you're two-betting, as opposed to just limping in. So right there, bam, your database tells you whether or not you're making any money when you're limping, and of course it also tells you if you do any limping whatsoever. Now, limping can be a part of some pretty decent, aggressive, and tight-aggressive strategies out there, but this podcast isn't about teaching you how to limp better. Not at all. What I want you to do is limp way less than you currently do. If you do a lot less limping and more open raising, you're going to be making so much more money. So let's talk about a specific hand that people often open limp with. A hand like Jack-9 suited. So 
Jack9suited, and you can follow along with Flopzilla right here. This is how I figured out all the information I'm just, uh, I'm about to give you. So plug in Jack9suited and Flopzilla. You can see in Flopzilla that it hits two pair or greater, which means three of a kind, straight, flushes, full houses, and quads, of course. It hits those kinds of hands only 5% of the time. So one out of 20 times, right? That means when you limp in, you're hoping to hit one of these super strong hands 5% of the time. That means the other 95% of the time, you're just going to check fold or fold in position once your opponent makes a bet. Whatever the case is, you're only continuing beyond the flop maybe 5% of the time with these really good hands. Now, Jack-9 suited can hit a top pair 13% of the time, but how happy are you with a top pair of a Jack or a 9 when you have the 9 or the Jack as the other card kicker, right? You're not too happy at all with top pair. Now, what about some of those draws? The open-enders, the flush draws? Well, open-enders hit about 7% of the time. Flush draws, about 11% of the time. So let's say you're limping with Jack-9 suited, and your goal is to hit some kind of two-pair hand or better, or one of these good draws to try to put pressure on your opponent's post-flop. Well, two-pair greater, open-ender, or a flush draw only hits 22% of the time. That's only one out of every five. So four out of every five times you get to the flop, you're just check-folding when somebody c-bets or bets into you right there. Now, that's a terrible way to, to, to put your limping chips pre-flop to use, right? Well, what if instead, what if you had decided to open raise with that instead to three or maybe four big blinds? Well, that jack-9 suited, whether you limp in or whether you open raise, you're still hitting two-pair open-ended straight draws or flush draws 22% of the time. But because you open-raised, you also have fold equity on your side. If you're open-raising from the button, you only have the small blind and the big blind to fold in order to win you that pre-flop pot. If you're open-raising from the hijack, let's say, you only have four players to get through. Cut-off, button, small blind, big blind. Your open-raise has at least a little bit of a chance of taking down the pot right then and there. Whereas if you just limp instead, you give your opponent's incentive to raise over the top, causing you to pay more to see that flop, plus you have zero fold equity when you make that play. So if you're considering limping with jack-9 suited, or you could do the same work with flopzilla with pocket deuces, ace-deuce offsuit, king-7 suited, whatever it is, coming in for the open raise, you still have that flop or that post-flop potential of your hand, whatever that hand is. That doesn't change. What does change is open raising gives you some fold equity. So stop frickin' limping and open raise instead. So what I want you to do right now is open up Poker Tracker 4 and filter for limping first in and see what that win rate is. Whether it's negative or positive, go ahead and write that down. Now filter for raise first in pre-flop. Most likely, and I'm probably 95% sure here, your raise first in win rate, you know, that big blind per 100 hands, it's going to be way higher, most likely positive, like 99% sure it's going to be positive for you. But it's also way higher than that limping percentage. That right there should be enough to tell you that limping is not a good play. Now let's flip the script. I'm telling you that limping is terrible. You should never limp. Well then, what should you do? There's two things you should do. You should always come in for the open raise instead of limping because if a hand is worth seeing the flop, it's worth raising, definitely. The second thing that you must do is that you need to take advantage and exploit the limpers around you. Anytime you're at a table, as soon as you see somebody limp in, tag them or write a note on a piece of paper, whatever you have to do, tag them as a loose, passive player 
They have very weak poker skills. They don't know what they're doing. They're limping for no good reason. I guarantee most of the time when people limp in, they have no good reason for it. They want to see the flop. They don't want to raise. So they put in that one big blind. Tag them as a weak player and then look for ways to get involved in hands with them, especially from in position with stronger hands than their entire limping range so that you can take advantage of them post-flop, maybe make some extra money by having a stronger flopped hand than them, or possibly by pushing them off of hands if they're kind of fit or fold post-flop with their wide pre-flop ranges. Challenge! Here's my challenge to you for this episode. For the next week, do not open limp at all. Not even in the small blind when it's folded around to you. If your hand is worth playing, it's worth coming in for a raise. Now it's your turn to take action and do something positive for your poker game. Oh, that's it now. Get out there and be somebody. Go out a book. This episode isn't complete until you head to the show notes page at www.smartpokerstudy.com slash pod189. You can go there for screenshots. You can see all those different uh, Flopzilla, not all those, the Flopzilla screenshot of the Jack-9 suited to see how often it hits various flops. And, uh, you know, the other stuff I have, there are ways that you can support the podcast. Thank you so much for listening today. Of course, I am putting out more episodes now, so make sure you enable the Alexa flash briefing skill. Just search for Smart Poker Study in the Amazon store. And of course, subscribe to the podcast and Apple Podcasts or iTunes, your favorite podcatching app, wherever. And if you could type the word Smart Poker Study, you can find me on Twitch, YouTube, Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Alrighty, poker people. In the next episode, number 190, I really don't know what it's going to be about yet. It's either going to be a Q&A, maybe another leak plugging episode, or maybe some stuff about live tournament play because... Well, I'm going to be creating that episode while I'm in Vegas playing live tournaments. So most likely it'll be live tournament related, but I'm not exactly sure yet. Just be ready for it next week. Word of mouth is the best advertising, so thank you very much for sharing the show with other poker people. Your sharing and caring is what helps us grow. Until next time, study smart, play much, and make your next session the best one yet.